Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Stephanie and Kiyoki here. They're outside of Seattle. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's terrific. And you? Uh, in Toronto, it's just snowing here. Uh, so it's like, oh my God, I'm back in Canada and it's the great white north for a reason. Very nice. I'm looking forward to some snow, actually. It actually looks sunny where you are. I was I was thinking you're in California or something. Yeah, it kind of looks it, but it's uh, deceiving. It's like a one degree out now and it's a pretty, uh, well, it's a nice day in Toronto. What can I say? So for you guys, it's you know, just up the street, so to speak, to Whistler. And there's some great skiing uh, not too far away. Is that like two, three hours from you guys? Yeah, I'd say maybe four. Yeah, Whistler's about four and a half, maybe five hours from what I hear. We actually have been, we have teenagers, so we've been talking about getting out there actually this year, but we're right in between two passes, um, Stevens Pass and Snoqualmie. So we're pretty close to skiing right around here too. It, for me, I... I just looked oh, at the uh, prices. It's like $2,000 a night to go to Whistler or 500 a night to go skiing here. So maybe we're going to stay closer <laughs> to home. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, you know, that's just pricing location, location, location. So right now, uh, if either one of you want to handle it, uh, if you were putting your finger on the pulse of how you feel the market is from a scale of 1 to 10 right now, what's that number? And what's the the public confidence number? Like, how would the public see it? So well, first for you guys, one out of 10, how's the market? Well, doing? it's hard to put a number on the whole market in general, but maybe we'll call it, we'll call it a seven, just because there are parts that are pretty bad. So we just put out a video that uh, had some statistics that King County, which is where we are, um, which has Seattle and Bellevue and a lot of the, the bigger, you know, bigger parts of, of, of the greater Seattle area, the year over year change in solds is down 40%. So, you know, as a real estate agent, you would rather have almost prices be down by 40% versus closings down 40%, right? Because if you maintain your number right. of sales, you're at least your cash flow is doing fine. And maybe you make less per transaction, but when, when the market literally puts its brakes on almost overnight, um, that that's hard to imagine. But what's fascinating is that we still only have two months worth of inventory. The median price is still up year over year by like 8%. And so if I had the, the median price in King now? County is 950-ish. Okay. And so if I had to guess... I would say what's kind of happening is interest rates have have just literally shut buyers down, but sellers are having a hard time imagining not getting the money they were seeing. 
And so they're not lowering their prices. And so that combination, the demand being pulled out from under you, but the pricing not moving is causing um, just sort of a stagnation. Yeah, just stagnation. not a lot happening. Brilliant. So you're saying that you as professionals see this as a seven out of 10. Oh, How's the I public seeing this market? They would see it as a five or a four or a two, depending on who you ask. You know, buyers are, are stung by interest rates and sellers are stung by dropping prices. So depending on who you ask, they have different issues. Brilliant. So how long have you guys been working together? Hmm, we've been working together about 25 years. Interesting. And part of the team, uh, do you guys have a team? We do have a team. And we basically have been, we were working independently of one another and then came together about 25 years ago. And we started our own real estate company. He really started it. And then I joined him. And then it's been going on ever since. He really started it and you made it better. Yeah, sure. well, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, if I were still running the show, we might be in a garage. So, <laughs> when you have employees, so how many agents work with you and how many admin folks? We have 28 realtors and then we have four admin, actually. Brilliant. When people come with uh, issues, uh, do some of them go to mommy and some go to daddy? Like, uh, do they have you guys figured out? Like, where do we go to get a yes? For sure. I'm probably the, I've got a contract problem, some maybe creativity on winning mm. a listing or, or dealing with that kind of thing. And anything else is probably stuff. She's, she's the, she's the one who attracted all the agents. She's the one who takes care of them and keeps nice. them happy. So part of the job of a, of a leader is to lend your confidence to the people you're leading especially in challenging times, uh, like this panic sets in and they can leverage the trust of the leader to get through those times and continue doing the uh, activities they need to do. So uh, how do you guys lend people your confidence? That's a terrific question because I think that is a very um, powerful thing at a time like this because you certainly don't want to come across like everything's all roses because we are having a shift comparatively speaking to what was just taking place. And so that's the really cool thing about our group is that they've all been really involved in leadership at a professional level. If it's within their community, if it's within, you know, we are, our office is a realtor office, which is a higher level mm -hmm. of professionalism. There's, you know, 13 level of ethics that we follow that are that we really educate ourselves on. And so they have all been like presidents or governors or secretaries of part of the, some realtor organization, which I think lends a lot to taking us through times like this, because when, instead of freaking out, they're educating themselves, they're going out and networking and there's a great power to that. Absolutely. So as you look at, uh, you've probably been in organizations where it's been great leadership and not so great leadership. So what would be the five things that you guys are doing? And you guys can go back and forth if you want to provide the leadership that your team needs. Like what would be the, uh, who'd like to kick it off with number one? What's one of the things you really need to be good at to be a great leader? 
What are you pointing at me? Oh, yeah, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say one of the... Two chefs in the kitchen right there. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> one of the best things that we have is we have a weekly meeting. And, and even before Zoom was a thing, we've always had uh, agents come to meetings via Zoom or come into the office. And in that time, we really go through what's happening in the world and we break it down and we point out, okay, here, here are some of the things we need to work with, but here are the opportunities. There's always op opportunities available in a, in a changing market. Yep. And so if you aren't careful and you sit by yourself, you know, imagine an agent who doesn't have a place where, where they're talking about these things. It's really easy to find yourself in a hole. But we, we take that away because we're talking about these opportunities and we're, we're showing them different ideas. The other day we had an attorney come in and talk about lease options, lease purchase, wraparound mortgages. You know, these are all things that I haven't done since the 90s, it's a lot, you know, right. and, but there are things that you can do today when someone's really paralyzed by a, a giant interest rate. And so it's that kind of thing. Staying up with the latest trends of what's taking place. So let me kind of uh, add to that just for a second before we go to number two is a lot of times when things go sideways, people kind of hide from the information. I don't want to know. What's my bank account? La, 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 la. I don't want to know. And I think one of the things you point out there is not only giving them opportunities that are uh, open to them, which would be an eye opener, but more importantly, you know, this is what's going on. This is the reality and here are the, and that gives a sense of confidence and it makes it more real and it becomes information that they can actually use to move their career forward as opposed to hiding from it. So I love that. Number two, Stephanie, you're going to go for number two. Absolutely. I think, you know, that coupled with um, our culture, our culture is so incredibly strong. We have a group of people that have come in and they've been with us for 10 years plus. I mean, that's what I think is so exciting. But we get together and when there are tough times and we've been through tough times together, we've been through highs and lows, but we can come together in a real conversation and say, okay, this is really kind of I'm struggling right now, and our true culture is such an uplifting group. We're all going to Mexico in January to do our business planning and get 15 clock hour credits, and pretty much our entire office is going because we all thrive so much on learning from one another. And tequila. Um, so just going back to- And tequila, yeah. <laughs> with two things there. So- uh... Uh, Stephanie, why don't you define what you mean by culture? Like, what is culture in an organization? Well, I think culture is a little bit of vulnerability. It's trust. It's knowledge. It's reliability. It's, you know, understanding that it's okay to fail because you have to in order to learn. So that culture you're describing is your culture. But if you were giving a definition of culture, culture, if you were giving a defini definition of what culture is, what would that be? By the way, I love your culture. Well, it's pretty I, awesome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I think culture is how you surround yourself with, you know, it, it's kind of how what you surround yourself with and how from that, how you want to grow from that. It's the personality of your company. I, I mean, really, when I think of culture, 
It's it's the personality of your company. Are you a young, hip, vibrant company? Are you you know are you a, whatever it is? And 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 culture is so important. So I feel like when you're asking for a definition, at first I was like, boy. That is an interesting. That's a fantastic that's a, question, a by tough, the way, because question. you're right. I'm just like, it's like your family. So I think the is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I think the way you described it is probably uh, a good definition. Here's how I define it: is if you think of uh, having a sheet of paper, ta-da, and you think of having a magnet, so this is a pen, obviously, and you put this magnet down and you put the piece of paper on top of it and you get iron filings and you sprinkle them on the paper, they move with lines of flux to show you where those magnetic lines are. And I think that the iron filings are the behaviors and the mindset of the people that work in that organization. The magnet are the set of beliefs they hold that dictate what the culture is. And the piece of paper is your company. And so if you have a great culture that uh, Stephanie described, that people that align with it stay for 10 years plus, and people that go, you guys are nuts. You know, I, I want a place where there's like backbiting and I can be the top dog, then they leave. And uh, so what happens oftentimes is people come in and say, okay, these behaviors and mindset pieces, we need to change those. And they go and pick up the iron filing and move it. What happens is unless you change the magnet underneath, they go back to where they used to be a day later, a week later, or a month later. And so, yeah, so that's culture so brilliant. Uh, one of the things you said, Stephanie, was vulnerability. When people have a problem, they come to you. And in a lot of organizations, that is not their culture. I cannot show weakness. So I have to hide my uh, mistakes and my inadequacies because uh, that's not what real people do. And the reality is strength comes from vulnerability. Hey, I'm having a problem. Can you help me? And in most organizations, people are like, I'll help you. And so brilliant. So that's number two. Number three, going back to you, Keoki, what is number three in the leadership quest? Well, I think it's setting up an infrastructure for success within your organization. And, and one of the things we have found is that agents, the best agents are out getting out there and being rainmakers, bring, you know, meeting people, getting in front of people. So how can you design a system for them to succeed? And what we have done is we built a program where we call it the star program. Hmm. And within the star program, we literally do everything from your marketing to your putting your signs up from the moment you get a listing where we're meeting, uh, sending messaging to your seller about what we're doing and, and asking them questions to help us build a listing. We literally have designed everything because agents get too busy doing what makes them money and they forget to do the, the simple things. And so we do all the simple things for them. And I think that that is another way to help help your agents be successful. So there's two things I like about that. Number one, you have a proven system that works. And even if your system isn't perfect because you're doing it consistently, you can figure out which piece needs fixing and tweak it. And sometimes the tweak's going to make it better or worse, but you can improve it as time goes on. And the second reason I like it is oftentimes what uh, realtors will do is stop prospecting 
and start getting caught up in, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, and it's a distraction. And it's also a way to kind of think you're busy when you're actually not. So I love that. Right. right. All right, Stephanie, number four comes to you. Okay, culture, leadership quest. What is that? another one that I can ask the question one more time? So what are the uh, five elements of being uh, being great leaders? Like what do you need to provide to to create great leadership. I'm going to say one for Stephanie because while she while she's thinking, I I think and it's Stephanie that is the great leader in this and it's empathy. Um I can tell you that there is not an agent in our office that wouldn't drop everything to help Stephanie mm. if she asked because she is the most giving, caring person. If they have a problem, it's her problem. She, you know, she she cares so much about the, the people. It's it's mind blowing. I I can only watch on the side because I, I I will be honest. I am not that empathetic as I'm way more of the come to me with your contract issues. Uh, Stephanie is the glue and 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 probably the number one reason that we have the culture that we have. And I suspect and this is just a guess on my part is uh if you were uh, Mr. Empathy as well, the company wouldn't work as well. And if, oh, absolutely uh, not. Like, you need oh, it's all about results. <laughs> it wouldn't work as well either. So that combination and trying to be something you're not is inauthentic. So I'll, I'll toss one into the uh, into the mix. And then it's coming back to you, Stephanie, for, <laughs> for number six, is you need to be who you are. You need to be authentic because the most powerful version of yourself is you. And most people don't know who they are. So they try and pretend to be the person they think people want them to be. And when you do that, uh, it gets you ahead in life, but only so far. But when you are authentically who you are, and that still means you know having uh, respect for others and doing the right thing. But when you're who you are, you're at your strongest self. And that allows other people to trust you more. Because there's a sense when somebody's, you get a vibe from somebody and you get, see what they're doing. And when there's a disconnect, you kind of go, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not sure what's wrong here, but something's wrong here. So there's power in being you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I have to, I have to tell you that live who you are is Corcoran's motto. And so I love that you threw out there, you have to be who you are. Because literally (laughs) we have live who you are all over our outfits and uh you know we've only been a part of corcoran now for maybe five months but it's it's so aligned with our culture that uh it's been such a great uh match yeah stephanie was saying she's going to get that tattooed she didn't say where but so that's okay <laughs> <laughs> who says i didn't already do yeah, it so right, right. <laughs> uh, so any uh what would you like to add to the uh list of leadership traits that that help Well, I think you hit on all of them. I mean, it's just like really being able to have a mixture of, you know, drivenness of knowing that you're surrounded by people that have the knowledge that you can go to. You don't have to have all of the answers. And, you know, in order to do that, you need to be able to trust. And then you just have a happier life. Absolutely. Really? I mean, that's it. And so just kind of uh, finding some harmony with all of that, I think, is a very powerful. Cool. I'm going to add one more definition into the mix. Uh, 
I think a great leader has three responsibilities. Uh, one is to have a kick-ass, amazing vision that people go, "Yeah, that's worth doing." And I think if you can, you can only do that if you are fully authentic in who you are, because from that foundation, you can dream big dreams. Uh, so one, having a kick-ass, amazing vision. Number two, you guys are already doing really, really well, is to make sure you yeah. have a great culture where it's not about my glory, it's about our glory. And it's all about, you know, how do we get, help each other become better than we are, is if that's how you decide to define it. And the third one is how do we grow the value of the organization that we have? And when leaders uh, start getting caught up in the weeds and not doing those three primary things, and I think that's where uh, organizations kind of get derailed a little bit. So- You know what's interesting about leadership, I just want to throw in. Sure. Is leadership is not really about the I so much anymore. It's about how to grow the next leader. Yeah. And that's so uh, interesting in terms of uh, still today, it's a lot of it's like, I want to be in charge and I don't want anybody to know my tricks. Hey guys. So before we part company, I've got two questions for each of you. So why don't we start with you, uh, Kaoki? Uh, what brings you happiness in your work? Oh, happiness. This is a good question for Stephanie. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like doing new things. I like being creative. I, I'm going to say those are probably the two things that make me the happiest. I get bored if it's the same thing over and over. And so I tend to be always looking for that next best thing. And so those, those two things, creativity and newness. So I'm going to guess one of your things. Uh, it may not be true, so let me know. I would suspect if there is a tough problem that you'd like to sink your teeth in it, and once you solve that, that brings great joy. You save a deal or a contract. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could. Uh, actually, deal doctoring. Some You hear some brokers who own companies I've literally been at management retreats or, you know, with different franchises where they're talking about how, how to stop your agents from calling you with problems. And I sit there thinking, what? That's kind of my favorite part. I love when agents call me with problems. I love figuring out what, what it is that they're needing to do. I just had, I had one this morning where she was trying to figure out how to get around an obstacle. And when we're done, she's like, oh, that's so good. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, great. Yep. That's, and that brings joy. You lit up yep. there. Uh, how about yep. you, Stephanie? What brings you joy in your work? You know, I guess it is like sharing the, vi- it's sharing the vision to those that you're around and being so fired up about it that when they chew onto the vision too, and they succeed that excitement, just really, I don't know. It just really feeds me. It does. Brilliant. It feeds me when they're kind of in a, a broken spot because I know that in the future here, they're going to, it's going to flip around and they're going to succeed. And we all have a, these different spots, but I love that. It does fire you up. So like being a cheerleader, I guess. And the personal love cheerleader that. along the way. There's a little joke that sometimes uh, some of the agents that come to us come to us broken and they get healed at our office. And it, it has a lot to do with that. Well, it's all of us because we have a lot of women in our group, too. We're yeah. almost all women. We have um, two men 
really three men. I, I kind of so. guessed that because uh, Kiyoki has a lot of hair loss. You know that would do it. <laughs> right? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I have two teen daughters. I have two teen daughters and a wife. So yeah. Oh wow. A, a, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stress stress uh, in this hair, lack of hair. So uh, Stephanie, I'm going to add uh, one thing, if I may, to your uh, you know sharing your vision. Uh, just this one phrase that I think is like so powerful. And here's what it means for you. Because sometimes kind of people, you hear the vision. And when you say, here's what it means for you, and you can articulate that for them. And I think sometimes people kind of go, oh, my God. Uh, so brilliant. So you get the next question, so Stephanie. Here's my vision. What is one my what it hat? means to you? Yes. What here's what it means for you. Oh. Here's our. Oh, so yeah. So basically it would go something like this. You know, you, you describe your vision of the company and it's super exciting. And then just saying, here's what it means for you. Sometimes people go really need to hear that because some people aren't visionary. It's just like, oh, that sounds nice. But when you explain it, this is why it's for you. They kind of go, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was, well, I was just going to say, so instead of just explaining the vision, it's, it's being excited about the vision, but then personalizing it. Here's what it means to you. For them, here's what it means for you. And sometimes people kind of go light up because you you take that vision and uh, bring some insight into it. And they go, oh, my God, I found home. Right, right. Okay. So that is a terrific thing. But my – go ahead. No, no, you for – you're going to say something smart. No, 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 no. no, no, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Okay. Here's my question to you, the second question. Stephanie, what is one mind hack or trick that you use to be more productive, uh, sleep better, be sexier? Like what's something you'd like to share with our listeners that they could implement right away to just be better? Taking a little time out for myself. I put little headphones on that has nice meditation music and I color for at least 30 minutes and it just kind of relieves everything out of my brain. To kind of yeah, so your mind hack would be find your thing. Right. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. For you, Kaoki, what's one mind hack you'd like to share with uh, our listeners and viewers? <laughs> I, I have a Xbox. Yeah, no. Let's I, get real. I have, I have a, I have a funny one because I'm so, I, my mind is so weird sometimes. I tell myself when I go on a walk, I tell myself. Just walk as far as you can and you can Uber home because what I have found is if I, love that. If I think if I think that I'm going to walk in one direction and then I have to walk back, that literally drives my mind crazy. The whole time I'm walking, all I'm thinking is I have to turn around and walk back. And for, you know, there's a, I don't want to call it lazy or something, but it gets in the way. It's Hawaiian relaxation. I am from Hawaii. (laughs) But if I tell myself I am going to Uber home, what invariably happens is I leave happy. I'm all excited. I'm going to go do my walk. And then when I get somewhere, I just think, oh, hey, I could save money if I just turn around here and walk home. And somehow, even it just makes the whole walk better. And <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. But I love it that. works so well for me. No, no, I think, uh, I think that's totally genius. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, did you guys ever watch this movie called Gattaca? Yeah, but it's been a thing long time. It has Ethan Hawke in it. And uh, the basic plot is there's people on Earth that are like uh, have the perfect DNA and uh, they're just superhuman practically. And then his brother is deemed to be one of those superhuman people and he is not. 
But when they were kids, he beat him in a swimming race. And his uh, brother, who was like perfect, says, I can't believe you beat me. How did you beat me? And he said, you were swimming to get to a point where you could get back to shore. I was swimming to beat you even if I drowned. And so it kind of reminded me of that. Is that <laughs> yeah. So I love your one. I can always Uber home. So just walk and just uh, you get further ahead and get more fitter. Love that. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Learned a lot. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Thank Excellent. You. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 